0: Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels, I'm your host Rafe Houston and you know what time it is, it's time to talk to the man with the plan, it is Mean Dean Olsen from EPW, what is going down Mean Dean
1: Hey, mate, how you doing? Thank you for having me back on the show once again, mate. Uh, It's always lovely to catch up.
0: Dude, you are a regular fixture around here and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's always nice to touch base with you. And I always want to know what's going on with EPW and I know we've got a big show uh, coming up. So I thought, who better than Dean Olsen to tell me about it?
1: Yeah, mate, it's going to be huge. It's this Saturday, the 17th of April at the Gate 1 Theatre at Claremont Showgrounds. Explosive Pro Wrestling's Collision Course. It's going to be a big one. Um, obviously, last time we were live at Gate 1, it was reawakening nights 1 and 2. Uh, after that, I was kind of like thinking to myself, well, what's next? And boy, oh boy, wowee to uh, steal a BT line. We've got a massive bloody show lined up for everyone. Uh, even I'm impressed, and I've been doing this for 14 years. The card is absolutely stacked. And, I mean, it's pretty easy to get swept up in the hype machine when when you're getting ready for a show. But this main event is a main event that the entire country is going to be having a very keen eye on.
0: I was about to say, man, let's not bury the lead because the title match is something that caught everybody's attention. I know when I saw Mikey Nichols' post out with the open challenge, I was like, oh, I wonder who it could be. Even though I I know he was looking for the very best, he sure as hell got it, but I did not expect chaos versus chaos. The Sniper of the Skies, Robbie Eagles.
1: Man, it is huge. Like he uh, not one of reawakening, he got on the on the mic. Mm. Uh, just sentence doesn't seem to. It's make a hard sense sentence to say, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, <laughs> he was saying that the space in EPW between himself and the second best is getting bigger and bigger, and hence why I think he threw out this open challenge. And the fact that 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 uh, that Robbie Eagles answered the call is huge. I mean, uh, you've got to of course, mentioned that it's quite fortunate that we're in a position in the country right now where it can actually take place Absolutely. due to the uh, easing of restrictions and such. But uh, for, for Robbie to answer the call, it's, it's like an Australian dream match. And uh, I'm, I'm feeling in, incredibly excited for it because the possibilities of what these two could conco- concoct inside a squared circle could be just masterful. The fact that they're also both chaos members and like new japan representatives as well it brings so much more to the table of just two of australia's finest uh you know main eventing is shown perth
0: absolutely and what does it kind of mean for their relationship going forward because it could be you know a a straight up you know gentlemanly contest or potentially it could heat up a little bit more than that you never know what if Robbie takes the title. What if Mikey isn't happy with that? What's that mean for them? What's that mean for Chaos? What's that mean for New Japan Pro Wrestling? The uh, consequences of what goes down that night could be very, very interesting.
1: Oh, well, it's just, it has all the potentials to be something just uh, like earth-shattering within the realm of Australian wrestling because the plot thickens even outside of our show is because Robbie Eagles has been announced that he's going to be... uh, having a match soon against Adam Brooks, who's the MCW champion, which there is potential for Robbie Eagles to take the EPW championship and the MCW championship. And, of course, he's uh, saying that he wants a crack at the junior heavyweight championship over in New New Japan. So can you imagine... There, there, there is possibilities that that Robbie Eagles could end up having three massive titles around his waist.
0: Wow, like representing Western Australia, the Eastern States, and New Japan. This is a recent revelation
1: of just I think the past week or so that uh, the the match of of Robbie versus versus Brooks has, uh sort of come about, which is it lends itself to so many amazing possibilities for the already flourishing career of Robbie Eagles. He's doing massive things all around, but I mean. Who knows what could be around the corner? And, and it all starts this Saturday. So there's potential that Robbie Eagles could hold the Explosive Pro Wrestling Championship, the Melbourne City Wrestling Championship, and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in New Japan. I mean, this is this is massive. I mean, you also have Will Ospreay right now, who's the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He's carrying the Rev Pro title with him. I mean, if Robbie wants, he could take those titles and show them off in Japan. But hey, it all... It all hangs in the balance of this Saturday night here in lovely downtown
0: Perth. Dude, Robbie has found himself just like standing basically at the apex of many different promotions right now. We still don't know what his relationship is going to be with Will, how he's going to take that stuff, whether he's staying in chaos, whether, you know, his connections to his friend and who, somebody who calls a brother will Ospreay, will like where that will all land. So, it really, it's really going to be interesting going forward, and it all really starts at Collision Course, where we see uh, where Robbie's going from here on out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Robbie is where he is because he's worked so damn hard to get there, and um, you you can't help but tip your hat and you know. <laughs> Give him all the respect that he's due because he's in just phenomenal at what he does. He's worked very hard to be where he is. And, um, I mean, it's just not only so admirable, it's almost like you, you feel proud as an Australian. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds corny, but it's true. It's it's awesome. Every time I see him representing um, Australia over in New Japan, I, I, I love it. Like, seeing yeah. him in the... Uh, uh, best of the Super Juniors last year and stuff. Uh, I was just like, man, this is so cool. It's so, Aussie,
0: it's, it's, it's one of us. It's crazy, right? And especially like when you're talking about COVID era, he was the only like foreigner in that tournament. They chose yeah. him out of the entire world. They were bringing in Americans and stuff like that. They chose Robbie Eagles to go over. And that's pretty crazy, you know? Yeah. So... And I think anybody who has spoken to Robbie, who's listened to interviews with Robbie, I have an interview on my channel if anybody ever wants to to listen to it. He's an incredibly kind, enthusiastic, great person. And I feel like all that hard work and all that positive attitude just all flows together and you manifest your destiny. And that's definitely what he's doing at the moment. That said, I do not want to... Uh, what am I saying? under-hype the power of Mikey Nichols and how dominant he has been uh, since he has returned to Australia.
1: Oh, without a doubt, of course. Uh, like you said, your uh, your interview with Robbie was uh, very good, mind you. If people oh. haven't listened to that, they should most certainly do Thank that. Thank you. He made it very uh,
0: easy. He's a great, great guy.
1: Oh, uh, he's he's a lovely bloke. Yeah, I've, I've met him a bunch of times when he's come over to Perth previously. Uh, it has been a while, though. But, uh, yeah, you, you're correct. Um, funnily enough, Ma- Mikey Nichols, um Myself and Eric Mack, who uh, who I commentate with, we started up a little EPW podcast. I'm not trying to step on your toes, of course. No, no, um, no.
0: I'm I'm excited. Uh, have you? How many episodes do you have out of that man? Because I knew you were doing it, but I wasn't sure if it had launched yet. Has it launched?
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's launched. Our first. Oh, one I'm the fact. worst well, friend ever. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you're really not. You helped me out a lot with uh with with my tech and my gear and stuff, mate. It goes a long way. Oh, well, then, um, that's okay. But then. No, we, our, our very first episode, we chatted with Mikey Nichols, and um, that was where a lot of the ideas for this matchup came about, because I think Robbie wrote on Twitter something about um, the episode that we had, because mm-hmm. I think somewhere along the lines, we were talking about the possibilities of, of, you know, if if the world and the state of it at the moment would permit, if we could have a Robbie versus Mikey matchup, right. and um, that was sort of uh, started sowing the seeds or whatever, oh. and... Um, yeah, uh, in our chat with Mike, though, you, uh, you hear about his whole sort of uh, story in wrestling and, you know, where he's been, where he's at and everything in between, but Mikey's is someone that I don't think anyone would underestimate, and I know that we, we've been spent a lot of the time so far speaking about uh, Robbie Eagles. Um, Mikey, I've spoken to you about before on this very show about how damn good he is, and how big a thing it's going to be because since returning to Australia, he has not lost a match. Um, He's also currently the EPW champion. Whoever it is that manages to dethrone him is just going to be able to bump themselves up so much more in doing so because he's he's a very sought-after target, but it's also a very daring target because to go up against Mikey Nichols, I guess you're uh, putting your well-being on the line because uh, if, unfortunately, yourself weren't available to see uh, reawakening night two, His match with the Don Michael Morleone. The things he does to his opponents is not something that you would think one would uh, just throw themselves in front of. It is literally like jumping in front of a truck. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. He's in the best shape of his life right now. When you look at uh, his entire run, when you look at the, the Japanese stuff, when you look at the NXT stuff and stuff, he's really transformed himself, you know? And, you don't get to the career heights that someone like Mikey Nichols gets to without putting in that work. You talk about the hard work that Robbie puts in, look at the work that, that Mikey puts in. You know He's been out there grinding. And in the end, I know he's chosen to come back to Australia and chose to remove himself from that situation, but that doesn't take away from what he's putting in in the ring. And he has chosen his uh, um, the place he wishes to be dominant, and he's showing it like every single time he's in an APW ring.
1: Yeah, exactly, and he's just... He still has that killer instinct. Like, we spoke on our podcast with him um, about his early days when he was this young little skinny kid, you know, doing lots of fancy flips and stuff, and you, you watch him now, like, at our last show. It's almost like since coming back to Australia, he feels that he still needs to prove himself all over again, and he's doing it in such a... Uh, <laughs> such a demolishing fashion. It's it's insane. Like, I... Um, I often find myself when calling the matches almost being in awe of what I'm seeing Uh, because not only do I have to call what's happening, but it's almost like, uh, you know, you're witnessing these things happening when he is... Like I said, he, he, he slapped the Don in the back of the head and it made quite possibly the loudest sound I've ever heard in wrestling before, and I've heard a lot of loud chops to the chest before. This is to the back of someone's head. It's, it's... You're
0: like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it hurt my ears to hear, let alone and afterwards wow. the, Don, the Don told me that he slapped him so hard on the, um, I think, the right side of the head that his left ear popped. Like,
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, These stories need to be told as a cautionary tale for people that, that think they've got what it takes to step in the ring with Marky Nichols, which also lends itself to this main event matchup we've got because... Robbie Eagles is definitely in that league, and this is one of the things that's going to make this main event and uh, just such a a massive part of the event and such a massive main event. And uh, I think that it's just all the more awesome that we've managed to... Uh, load this card up as well as we have, because the undercard to it is incredible as well. So yeah,
0: it's uh, it's banger after banger. So, oh, do you mate. want do you want to do the card in reverse? So obviously, we talked about the main event. Do you want to work our way down, or do you want to go back to the start and then work our way back up to the main event?
1: You know what? Let's just let's just run through it where we do. Uh-huh. Um, we have the Invitational Tournament final happening. Uh-huh. At at Collision Course this weekend. Of course, Kyle Steria and Tyler Jacobs over both nights of Reawakening 19. They uh, won their chance to make it to the finals. Um, Of course, Kyle Steria defeated Zenith and Tyler Jacobs, who I believe you're a fan of. Mm -hmm. Uh, He defeated Del Cano. Uh, Of course... The Invitational Tournament is the longest-running pro wrestling tournament in all of Australia. So there's a lot of pride involved, a lot of history involved with this one. And someone is going to etch their name on the Invitational Tournament trophy and cement themselves a part of history once more this weekend. But also, in winning the Invitational Tournament, you also get yourself a chance at uh, any of the EPW titles that you choose to go for. So, some big things could be in the future for either Kyle Steria or Tyler Jacobs.
0: So, you're saying that either of these guys potentially could be waiting in the wings for whoever um, is the victor in the main event? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so whoever wins that match could go on to whoever wins that match. Um, If they want, they could mix things up and go for the Coastal title if they wanted to. They could go for the tag team. But uh, yeah, endless possibilities. But it's going to be an interesting one. Tyler Jacobs is a man that I've said so many times. He's a jack of all trades and master of them all as well. And he's an EPW original, been around from the very first EPW show. Something that I think, because he's kind of reinvented himself in, in, in more recent times, I think people... Kind of quick to overlook the fact that he has been around as long as he has. He's got so much history with EPW and so much experience within the company. Uh, Kyle Steria, though, has been around in EPW a very long time as well, which we won't sort of sell him short either. Uh, Kyle Steria, of course, is an interesting one because he is a hell of a powerhouse. His strength is ridiculous. Uh, For those who haven't seen Reawakening 19, uh, he did a stalling suplex to Zenith and then walked up the ring steps and along the stage before dropping him back into the ring. It's, he's
0: ridiculous. So, it is crazy. It it, is, and he's yeah, super agile as well. If, if nobody has seen him wrestle before, he's super agile, super explosive, super powerful.
1: Well, after doing that, he then ran down the uh, entranceway and did a dive into the ring. Like, it's crazy. He, he defies... Uh, physics. Is it physics I'm thinking of? It is. I think it's physics, sure. Okay, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> we're not here to do chemistry. Yeah,
0: we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're here to talk about wrestling.
1: <laughs> I went to Balga Uh Smarts is not my uh, realm. I mean, but- I just called it
0: chemistry, and we're definitely talking about physics, so we obviously know yeah, what we're doing. We're not know. scientists, we're not here, we're here to, to spoon like, feed it, you. It, it, Fans.
1: It defies <laughs> logic. Some of the things that that Carlos Theory can do, but he does it time and time again. Yeah. So I think this is a this is a the thing is with a card so loaded, you know, there's there's potential for a lot of sleeper matchups, and this could be one of them. Um, I I I'm not too sure if it, you know, if you if you want to play footy tipping for a, for a wrestling show, I'm not sure who I would tip for the win on this one. Um, it's, it's it's going to be tough.
0: Well, the th- um, the thing to remember that with Tyler Jacobs is. Not only do you have his experience and all his ability is he does have the children in his corner. So Mm -hmm. you never know. Sometimes they can be very straight up, but sometimes the numbers game can see you through.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's another thing that you can't rule out as well. So there's, there's a few X factors that could come into play. Uh, who knows what what is going to happen, but I, I'm pretty excited for it, and I'm here for it all the same, because um, I'm, I'm a big big advocate for the Invitational Tournament. I think it's great that EPW has this historic tournament, um, and it's a great way for, for these guys to uh, basically get back on the uh, main event picture of EPW, because they're both former EPW champions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Jacobs has won the Invitational Tournament before, but I think it was... Oh, it was it was like well over a decade and a half ago. So yeah, wow. you know, it's uh, it it'd be it'd be cool to see an EPW original win it. I mean, you know, the potential for something like Tyler Jacobs versus Mikey Nichols, if it so plays out that way, is amazing because you've got two EPW originals. But I mean, Kyle Stereo versus someone like Mikey Nichols would be a great matchup as well. But then if you think of either of them up against Robbie Eagles, I mean. God, the, the possibilities are leading to more and more excitement. So, I mean, whatever happens, uh, as the cliche goes, we are all the winners who are watching this stuff.
0: Absolutely. What's up yeah. next? Okay,
1: what else we have happening is, dare I say a grudge match in every sense of the word, Marcus Pitt versus Gavin McGavin. This one has been brewing for quite some time, over 12 months, of course. It, uh, it Its roots uh, go back to... Uh, EPW going for broke back in March last year Before the entire world shut down Uh, These two were, uh, well, Marcus Pitt was getting involved And um, ever since then, it's just been slowly brewing away And it's gotten more and more heated as it went along Of course, uh, Marcus Pitt got involved at uh, EPW's Out of the Ashes Messing with Gavin McGavin again And we saw a savage uh, exchange of words and things taking place at reawakening as well Marcus Pitt is firmly in the head of Gavin McGavin, and uh, he said some, well, some not very encouraging things. He's really playing down Gavin McGavin, saying he's only about the big names and the big matches, and saying Gavin McGavin's beneath him and all. He's just belittling him. I recently had a, a very short interview with McGavin, where uh, you know he he said that he's sort of had enough of this, and you know he's like people have been misjudging him and putting him down for his size and stature for a long time. But McGavin has has. Forged a career in EPW that um, that very few have been fortunate enough to have. He's done so much. He's Grand Slam champion. He's uh, got an amazing array of wins uh, in his his column of win losses. And um, I, I think this one is going to be heated in the best possible way. Um, McGavin and and Marcus Pitt have never actually had a one on one matchup either, so really? it's going to be a first, yeah. which uh, makes it all the more exciting. I'm absolutely pumped for this one. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. Uh, seeing seeing either of these guys wrestle. Uh, one of the things, um, if I may, from a commentary's perspective, is that if you have people that are really good at wrestling, it makes calling the matches so easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be an easy one to call because these two are uh, two of the very best in EPW, and I can't wait to see what happens. Sparks are going to fly, and um, I... I know that McGavin is very much, you know, he's the real wrestler. He's great at trading hold for hold. But I think he's just want to go, going to go straight at it and 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 brawl with Marcus Pitt because it's gotten so personal. They've gotten under each other's skin. It's uh, you know, it's a grudge match. I, I think they're just going to basically claw at each other, and um, it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait.
0: Well, that's going to be his key to victory, right? Like not letting Marcus be in his head too much. You know, he needs to. No matter how that all plays out, bring it back. Re- rely on his technical capabilities, and he may be able to claw out a win despite the size advantage of Pitt.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's got to. He's got to try and keep cool. You know, what I mean? if he can keep his cool, he can work a lot more of the uh, more of his technical game or whatever. But Marcus Pitt has been playing some crazy head games. He's been teasing him along the ways. Uh, you know, McGavin called him out on night two. So he came out in his thongs. And his, you know, streetwear, just not, just, you know, really sort of um, shrugging him off like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure how it's going to play out or which way it's going to go, but I can't wait to see how it goes down. It's going to be an absolute belter in every sense of the word.
0: Absolutely, no doubt.
1: Okay, next we've got a, there's a singles match happening that I think we'll talk about. Since we're talking about Marcus Pitt, let's talk about Damien Slater. Um, Of course, he's uh, got Amber with him as always, and we don't really know, uh, after reawakening, whereabouts Marcus Pitt and Damian Slater sort of stand with each other. So, yeah. this could be interesting whether we see either of them around each other's matchups or whatever. But, Damian Slater's got himself a singles contest up against Bruno Nitro. This one's very interesting because Bruno Nitro, he's been doing really good at the showcase matchups and stuff like that. But when it comes to gate one, he hasn't really been able to get the job done, he hasn't had himself a win on the big stage, and of course, Reawakening Night uh, 2, he had a one-on-one matchup with James Draker, ended up taking a loss there, and he recently did a video, uh, I think you can see it on Twitter, maybe the EPW fan page on Facebook, where he's saying, he's, he's admitting all these things that I'm saying, that you know he's doing great on showcases, uh, doing great training really hard and everything, but just not been able, to, been able to get a win at the uh, the grand stage of the Gate 1 Theatre at Clermont Showgrounds for a major EPW show. And he's up against Damien Slater. I mean, you know, he's, he's wanting to get a big win, but he's also going to try and do it at the expense of a big name in EPW. It's one of the
0: biggest wins you can get in EPW with the world beta.
1: Oh, exactly. And, I mean, I... Oh god, I'm I'm one of the many who sing the praises of Damien Slater very loudly. I'm a huge fan of his work, but um Bruno Nitro is one of those guys who's had a lot of potential for a very long time, but he it's time to 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 really uh, you know, time for him to really get that big win and take himself to that next level. And the interesting thing is that Damien Slater is a very tough person to defeat on any from, from anyone's perspective, whether it be someone at, at, at Bruno Nitro's level who's only been around for a couple of years, or someone who's at the top of the very card of EPW. Uh, so this one's going to be cool to watch, because Bruno Nitro is very quick. He's very agile, and um, he's very explosive in his offense, but so is Damien Slater. So I'm expecting a very fast-paced uh, matchup in this one. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see how it plays out. I mean, it would be massive for the career of Bruno Nitro, if he can get a win over Damien Slater, but Bruno's going to have to pull out something we've never seen before. So that's what makes this one uh, all the more exciting because uh, to get a win over Damien Slater is is a very tough ask, let alone someone who hasn't been able to get a win on this big stage. I think the the weight of this lying on Bruno Nitro's shoulders, he really knows what it is that yeah. uh, you know is needed, and he's going to have to do it.
0: Well, it's a career making performance right and uh, if, if he can do it it's something he can really hang his hat on but uh, if he can't it's really going to start to uh, put him back and also maybe even put those sort of doubts really firmly in his own mind can I do this can I perform on this big stage so um, yeah I wish him all the luck in the world but it's not going to be an easy task
1: no, it's not. Also, on the card, we have a number one contendership matchup for the EPW Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Now, this one I'm super excited for. You have that. I mean, I'm, I'm a massive fan of tag team wrestling. I think you and I have spoken about this same, before. Same, same, same. Um, yeah, and the EPW Tag Team division just keeps heating up. Uh, so this matchup, it's a Four Corners tag team event, and we've got Delcano and Zenith, who... Is oh, a bit okay. of interesting. Yeah, it's it's so? uh, Zenith's been getting involved in a lot of Delcano stuff over the uh, mm-hmm. last few months, and to no great avail. No. Um, and we saw a exchange uh, backstage at Reawakening where Zenith announced to Delcano that you know they they're going to team together and, and have a crack at things. And they're in this matchup, you know, if they're lucky enough to... I don't know how they're going to get on the same page. I think Khan is very frustrated with the way that Zenith has been getting involved in his matches and kind of obsessed with him in some way, for lack of a better term. But, I mean, they're both really great wrestlers on their own, whether they can sort of uh, get it together and and get a win over three other teams is going to be very interesting. Um, other competitors in this one are the Children's, Stellanix and Chadwick Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you're a big fan of those guys. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so they had themselves a chance at the EPW Tag Team Titles at Reawakening, and they fell short. Um, Chadwick Jackson actually... Um, Tamed a leg injury as well, which oh. ended up having Tyler Jacobs sub in for him mm-hmm. on night one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had a, uh, a matchup between the two of them and the task force at an EPW showcase, mm-hmm. which they were unsuccessful in as well. So they're quite fortunate to be thrown a bone here. So I think that the children really need to stand up and be counted if they want to get themselves. This could be their last shot for a while to get in contention for the tag team titles before going to the bottom of the pack, so to speak. Wow. Um, but I don't think that this opportunity is going to be lost on Stella X and Chadwick Jackson. I think that they're a great team. They have a really unique dynamic together as well mm-hmm. and um, when it comes from learning from Tyler Jacobs as well, I think that they're going to be really good at manipulating the numbers in this one, which is where the, uh, the, the smarts is involved in this. Yeah. Uh, this
0: how is brother I mean how is Chadwick Jackson's uh, injury? Is he fighting fit now?
1: Yeah, he's good. He's good, okay. yeah. Um, he, he, he competed in the, um, the tag team title matchup at the showcase and he was uh, all good to go for that. So he's back in uh, fighting form. And uh, the fact that he is back in fighting form is probably unfortunate for the other competitors in this matchup, because he, really he is, is uh, he he is a one hell of a worker. He's a freight uh, he,
0: train once he gets moving. So yeah, he <laughs> sure is. Watch
1: and uh, with Stellar by his side, uh, it's very possible they could uh, get themselves another shot at the Task Force. Uh, another tag team involved in this is the team uh, now known as Cutthroat and Then Some. It is. Casey Johns and James Hartness. Uh, I really like this team. I like what they're about. I just like their attitude. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm I'm a fan of metal and a fan of punk and stuff. Just people with this really in your face bad attitude, I don't know, I just kinda dig. I saw some,
0: uh, I saw some of their promo videos and stuff starting to pop up online and things like that. It was a really, really cool presentation.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Casey Johns has been doing this for a long time now, obviously uh, quite new to Perth, Western Australia, but James Hartness is uh, one of the success stories of the EPW School of Pro Wrestling. He's been uh, training hard and doing a lot there. I've, uh, I've caught a lot of his matches at the showcases, but now he's stepped up to the big stage. We saw him... Uh, make his presence be known at reawakening 19 um, earlier on this year. And this is a great way for Cutthroat and then some as a team to really solidify their place in the EPW tag team ranks. And I'm pretty keen to see how it plays out. Um, I mean, the antics of James Hartness just getting in everyone's face and talking a gang of trash was very entertaining. So that's, uh, that's super cool. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Cutthroat and then some. I, I can't wait to see what they bring to the table. The final team for the matchup, though, which is a little bit of an interesting tale. Uh, it's meant to be two and a half wrestlers, the team of Dan Moore, and Bobby Marshall, Mm -hmm. but it has recently been said that Bobby Marshall's unavailable for the event now.
0: Oh. Hmm. That's That's not great for them because Bobby Marshall is a very impressive human being.
1: Exactly, and the thing was, uh, they had themselves a shot on night two of reawakening for the tag team titles and fell short. But yeah. Dan and Bob, were they're in they were in some great form. They're a lot more serious. you know. Their entrance video is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and their demeanor when they come out with Jesse Lamb, it's hilarious. But when the bell rung, they really got to business and uh, impressed me a lot, which uh, should be no surprise given the talents of both Dan Moore and Bobby Marshall. But uh, the fact that Bob's not going to be there... Um, Jesse Lambert is now currently pleading the case of wanting to step up and be Dan Moore's tag team partner, but Dan Moore is having absolutely no part of it. You can see some uh, so, some fun videos about that on the uh, EPW social media. All you need to do is search at EPW Perth if you want to see those. Um, so. We don't really know what's going to happen here. Uh, Dan Moore, of course, he's had many tag team partners in the past, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to give a phone call to his old friend Chase Griffin and we're going to see a reuniting of a previous uh, incarnation of Dan Moore's tag team success in the past. I, I don't know what we're going to see, whether he's going to let Jesse Lambert actually step up and, and have a crack at this. Uh, Dan Moore seems very... Um, <laughs> Uh, standing very strong And not letting right. Jesse Lambert Get involved here I mean I don't know Who knows What we could see I'm know.
0: I'm pretty sure Isn't another one Of Dan Moore's uh, Tag team partners Or former tag team partners uh, Active again as well Oh Slate? J- Jared Slate yeah. yeah Well
1: that's the up- That's another possibility mm. I mean, Dan Moore's had a lot of tag team partners in the past, and there's a number of people that I'm sure he could call up. And we saw uh, Jared Slater at EPW's Out of the Ashes, so that's another possibility we can't rule out. Um, so the final of the four teams in this four-corner tag team matchup uh, is not yet solidified. Might make it a little harder for the, uh, the other com- combatants to, uh, to scout. But either way, it's going to be really cool to see. I love tag team wrestling. Throwing four teams in this one. And the fact that a chance at the tag team championships hangs in the balance means that everyone's going to leave nothing behind. They're going to throw their all into this. And I'm going to have the tag team champions, Taylor King and Jack Edwards, the task force. They're going to be uh, co-commentating this matchup with me whilst it's happening. So I'm keen to hear their thoughts on the opposition as well. Nice,
0: scouting out the competition. Yeah, yeah, it should be good.
1: Uh, Another matchup we have is a singles contest between Kaz Jordan and Julian Ward. This one, I think, for a lot of people, might be getting lost in the mix. And it shouldn't, because this one is going to be superb. We've got, I mean, it's a bit of a beaten cliche of, you know, two of the hottest rising stars. And I think both men have been around long enough to be a little bit more than that. But uh, Kaz Jordan appeared for the first time in Explosive Pro Wrestling at Reawakening. He won the Battle Royal, had himself a chance at the Coastal title against David Storm and came so close to winning it. Julian Ward uh, is a man that is really forging quite the legacy in EPW here. So this one's a singles contest, but, I mean, the either men getting a win here will definitely mean bigger things in the future for either of them. This one's going to be awesome as well because... The uh, the stylings of, of both these wrestlers are incredibly exciting. I mean, Julian Ward now he's got himself an outlaw state of mind. He's incredible in the ring. Kaz Jordan is a hell of an exciting competitor too. These guys are gonna they're gonna pull out all the stops to impress, and it's it's going to be a hell of a matchup. This one is one that I think people will be talking about once the show is done and dusted.
0: Absolutely. And the thing to remember with any kind of wrestling uh, organisation is that even when gold isn't on the line, you still got to rack up those wins to get there. So it's never any less important. These guys are going to be putting in everything they can to climb the ranks and head towards that gold.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they're two of the more exciting competitors in Explosive Pro Wrestling just means it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a really straight up. Super excited for that one. Uh, the Don apparently has uh, asked for some time to speak at Collision Course. Not sure what he's going to talk about. Obviously, he uh, fell short in his opportunity to win the uh, EPW Championship back against Mikey Nichols. Mm -hmm. So he's going to come out and uh, have a few words and maybe talk about what his plans are for the future. Not really too much I can say there because I've got no idea, but uh, it's something that's going to happen nonetheless.
0: It's sure going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
1: And the final match we can talk about is... The uh, EPW Coastal Championship is going to be on the line. Davis Storm is going to be defending that Coastal title up yes. against Aaron Hawke. This one, mm-hmm. so keen for. I've probably said that about every single matchup, but hey. You have, but you are keen show. for all of them,
0: as are we all. Yeah. And yeah. there's a, there's quite a bit of heat going to this one from what I understand. Ooh, yes, yes, mm.
1: yes, yes. Okay, so it, uh, it's, it's going back a while now. I was course. about to say, this
0: rewind thing. me. Set the stage here for everybody that hasn't been following uh, the this rivalry and I think if you're not aware of Davis Storm the Godfather of Australian wrestling, uh, then there is a bit of rewinding to do because he he's been there from the start.
1: Yeah, he has. He has. He's an EPW original. He's been around from the the, the very first EPW show. He is the current Coastal Champion as well. And uh, lately, Aaron Hawke's been getting under his skin. I mean, Davis Storm's a man that he's, he's been a fighting champion since winning the winning the belt as well. And um, Aaron Hawke's really sort of gone at it in an interesting way rather than just challenging for the title. He actually stole the Coastal Championship mm-hmm. from David Storm, I don't mean stole it as in a sneaky victory. He stole the physical Physically belt. Physically took it and was yeah, wearing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is not something you want to do. Davis disrespect. Storm, he, exactly, out yeah. of disrespect. And, and, and Storm said as well, he said, just because you're wearing the belt doesn't make you a champion. Nah. He's like, if you want a shot at this championship, all you need to do is ask. And um, we're going to have ourselves that very match at this upcoming show. Um, we saw, unfortunately, uh, Dan Steele, Announce his retirement at reawakening yeah. and um, was very sad to see. And uh, Aaron Hawke got in the face of his former, uh, you know, co-EPW tag team champion and, and sort of have a go at him and saying that, you know, Dave, you know, he's like, Plague used to represent something. We're against all this sort of stuff and uh, even used that to get in the face of Davis Storm too. And I think this matchup is going to be all the more interesting for the head games that not only Aaron Hawke has been playing, but can play within the confines of a match as well. Um, I mentioned we, we did a recap on the EPW Exchange um, our podcast when we were recapping this show and talking about, dare I say that I don't think anyone is better at pissing people off than Aaron Hawke. He's got a way of being annoying and, and playing head games, unlike very few others. And uh, I think this is what's going to be a, 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 an important facet to this matchup, because Davis Storm can beat anyone, um, and that's not to discredit anyone else. That's just Davis Storm and who he is, because he is as good as he is for the reasons that we have previously stated here. And I think that if Aaron Hawke can get the better of him mentally, it's going to go a long way in this matchup. I mean, Aaron Hawke's a great competitor as well. He's a former multi-time tag team champion. He's been doing it for, uh, you know, over a decade and a half now. The credentials of both people are fantastic. But um, Aaron Hawke's going to have to do his dastardly best and and play as many head games as he can if he's going to stand a chance against Davis Storm and, and leave with the Coastal title, which will be huge as well because... Aaron Hawke has never held a singles title in EPW so far in his career.
0: and I mean, Davis Storm isn't somebody that it's going to be easy to play those games with as well. Like It it isn't his first rodeo. He's seen it all before, and he's played a few games himself over the years as well with people from what I've seen and what I understand. So uh, either way, regardless of mind games, Aaron Hawke's going to have to have his working boots on because uh, Davis is going to take it to him, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone has to have their working boots on if they're stepping in the ring with uh with Davis Storm. He's and that's the thing. It's it's he's he's not just called the Godfather because it's a cool sounding name. He is who he is because of everything that he's done. And I I think the thing is as well is that um you know to be able to have on your resume not only that you are a Coastal Champion, but if you can say that you've done that at the expense of defeating someone the likes of Davis Storm, it gives it. More, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's a, Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's going to be a good one, and um, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the entire card, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be one for the ages, which I know is something that people probably say about every wrestling show. But um, damn it, after everything I've just spoken about here, that is one hell of a card. Am I right,
0: dude? That is stacked from top to bottom. So if you can't get to the Gate One Theater on April seventeenth. Remember to peep at the EPW uh, Vimeo channel as well and watch this stuff. If you're if you're not in Perth, if you're away, make sure you're you're checking this stuff out after because the quality of wrestling that's going to be getting dropped this weekend is second to none.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's something for everyone there, and there's so much to enjoy. Um, every single matchup is just huge, and um, yeah, I think it's one that people will be talking about for a long time. The fact that we have this huge main event. I know we touched on it a bit uh, earlier, but um, this main event of of uh, Robbie Eagles and Mikey Nichols is just huge. The, the entire country is, is going to have eyes on this one, and um, we're lucky that it's taking place here in Perth, Western Australia under the uh, Explosive Pro Wrestling banner. Um, I feel very fortunate and uh, am all the more excited because of it, and uh, anything can happen in that matchup, but one thing that we can guarantee that is going to happen is it is going to be One to remember.
0: Absolutely, man. That's a main event matchup anywhere in the world for any company. So I, for one, am so excited to see how this all plays out. It's going to be awesome. Man, thanks so much for your time. But before you go, I've got a new segment and you're about to be on it. So uh, (laughs) I've got this new thing where I just like throw it on people and they need to sort it out. So what it is is I need to know what the face of my podcast is feeling this week in wrestling so not epw because we've just talked about that so something that you're vibing at the moment a match a wrestler's antics whatever you've seen what have you been watching recently man what have you loved
1: uh well obviously uh wrestlemania was happening over the weekend and um so that was that was one thing but uh if i may Mm -hmm. uh that's what everyone's talking about um at least a majority of people are talking about what should be noted is that the uh the Champion Carnival in All Japan Pro Wrestling has recently started, and um, I've not—I'm not up to date with it at the moment, but um, it's been very damn cool what I've been checking out. Obviously, the uh, the Champion Carnival in um, in All Japan it actually predates the G1 Climax in uh, All Japan uh, in New Japan, um, and uh, yeah, from what I've seen so far, it has been just absolutely awesome. Um, Obviously, it doesn't have the flashiness of WrestleMania. There's not the big fanfare and, you know, uh, crazy CGI skeleton pirates, which I'm all about. You know, I'm a, I'm a yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Army of Darkness and all that. Give me, mm-hmm. give me, you know, skeletons with weaponry every day of the week, and I'm for it. Um, but yeah, the the, the matchups uh, so far have been super cool, and uh, obviously, it's an ongoing tournament, much like you know how the Japanese. You're you're a big New Japan fan. Absolutely. You know how the Japanese tournament system works. And, I love it. It's a big deal in Japanese wrestling. So, yeah, uh, people like Kento Miyahara in it. We've got um, Suji Ishikara. We've got um, Zeus in there as well. Uh, it's just... It's it's massive, man, and it's so cool. Um, Suwama's in there as well. It's like... Uh, it's just an exciting time whenever you've got one of these things happening because, um, you know, you get a lot of uh, potential uh, matchups that you kind of aren't expecting to be good, that are good, um, and others play out... Um, you know, a lot better than you think they ever would as well. So it's just an exciting time. I'm trying to catch up with it where I can, when I can. Uh, All Japan TV is the name of their streaming service if you want to get amongst that. Not sure if much of it's going to be on YouTube or not, but that's something that um, I'm definitely vibing at the moment. I'm, uh, once we get off the, um, off the podcast here, I'm going to try and catch up with the last couple of days of, um, of uh, All Japan Champion Carnival matchups. Bit of a tongue twister there. Um, but, yeah, it's super cool and well worth a look.
0: That's sick. I hadn't realised Champion Carnival had started. I actually really have been meaning to catch them because, it obviously, its reputation uh, precedes it. I know how good a tournament's supposed to be. G1 Climax is my favourite thing every year, and I know that when these companies do these tournaments, every single one of the wrestlers takes it very seriously. And you see performances of the year and career-making performances and combinations between the wrestlers that, like, you've never seen before, you know? And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know those two would be so good together. So uh, between all, like, the the WrestleMania stuff, which I haven't even looked at yet, I've been so uh, caught up in all the WrestleMania, you know, independent stuff that happens at WrestleMania week and stuff that I, I haven't even looked at it. So I'm going to have to delve into the Champion Carnival stuff as well, because I bet you there's some absolute bangers in there.
1: Yeah, man, it's a stacked lineup as well. I mean, Jake Lee's in there. I'm a big fan of Jake Lee. He's been doing really good. He uh, had a solid match with uh, Suwama on night two that I saw the other night. Um, we got uh, Shinjiro Otani as well, okay? Obviously, you probably uh, know him. He's a, a big part of Zero One. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shinjiro Otani is actually uh, getting involved in this. Our previous cool. years. They are like Takeshi Segura from, uh, from NOAH has uh, taken part in They sometimes get people from other companies to get involved as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, love Kento Mirahara. He's involved in it. Um, uh, actually, as a deathmatch fan, uh, are you familiar with um, Shuji Ishikara? Uh, used to be uh, in, in big Japan and stuff. He's done a bunch of deathmatch stuff. Uh, he recently had a match, had a deathmatch on an all Japan show with uh, Junkasai.
0: Yes, Junkasai, their new, is it TV champion?
1: Yeah, well, um, Ishikara actually defeated him for that belt. Really? Um, Okay, because I watched the
0: event, uh, the real recent one, where Jun Kasai won that from Yoshi Tatsu. And I really enjoyed that, and I was like, this is so crazy that Jun Kasai is on this. And then I I had seen – I've been keeping up with it on social media and kind of seeing, like, how he'd been going and stuff, but I didn't realise he'd already lost it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just like uh, (laughs) – Uh, having a death match in all Japan just, just it, it, it's wild I, I, yeah I, I never thought I'd see the day mm-hmm. uh, yeah big fan of Zeus he's in there as well and um Oshino as well This it's it's a, it's it's a solid lineup this year it's well worth checking out and I mean if you're not too familiar with all Japan this is a great way to sort of dip your toe in and see it because like you said people really lift their game when the champion carnivals on or whenever any respective company has their big tournament so you're yeah. going to see some good stuff it's well worth checking out that's uh yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's that's what i'll, I'll that's a plug
0: that is a great choice man and yeah the prestigious tournament like that it's a great way to get a taste of the the roster and maybe even get a taste of other rosters if you're seeing guys from like uh other companies pop up and stuff it's a real good way to uh, wet your whistle on uh <laughs> some japanese wrestling
1: exactly man because that's the thing as well that there's so much out there it's like we're so spoiled for choice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I mean, I, I watched WrestleMania. I, I love wrestling. I watch so much wrestling. And, you know, you can hear people talk about WrestleMania a million other bloody places. I, I might as well plug something that not a lot of people are probably talking about, which deserves the, uh, the
0: platform. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like I said, it's been WrestleMania week. I haven't actually watched a WWE event. I haven't had time. Because I've been watching too much stuff, you know, like it's yeah. been so much cool, like independent stuff on from the likes of ICW, No Holds Barred, and GCW, um, that it's just taken up like my entire time, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between, between working and stuff, so Champion Carnival completely escaped my radar. So I'm super excited for that. Thank you for the recommendation and thank you for your time together. You want to tell the people where to find all that EPW goodness.
1: Yes, yeah, sure thing, mate. Uh, on the socials, we're on every single one of them. All you have to do is search at EPW Perth. Of course, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube as well, where you can see a lot of uh, past matches in full too. Uh, we are on Vimeo as well if you want to see full, complete shows. We do sometimes have some free shows on there, which are worth checking out. We have our From the Vault section with over 200 shows of EPW history there, which is just phenomenal. Crazy, Um, but so, so good as well. Uh, We have our website, which is epwperth.com. You can check us out there. Uh, Links to getting tickets to our shows as well, which trust me, you're going to want to get tickets to this show. I don't think it's sold out just yet, but it's only a matter of time, so don't sleep on it. This event is going to be absolutely monstrous. Um, And, of course, I always love to give a plug, waprowrestling.weebly.com. If you just want results... Um, title history, profiles on wrestlers. Tez, who is a uh, close friend to EPW, he runs a website that is just an oracle of West Australian wrestling, Um, whether it be uh, EPW or any other WA company. uh, It's all there for the viewing. Um, it's a great resource that I use when I prep for shows or just want to know anything because I'm a bit of a dumbass and, you know, I call a lot of shows and things go in one ear and out the other. Um, we have this amazing sort of uh, history documented thanks to Tez at uh, waprowrestling.weebly.com. I often forget that, so I wrote it down so I can remember it this time.
0: Absolutely. Shout out, Tess. And don't forget to tell the uh, people where to find the EPW Exchange podcast as well, man.
1: Oh, of course. Oh, God, how can I forget? Yeah, EPW Exchange, it's on all your podcasting platforms. Uh, We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Podbean. I believe we're on iHeartRadio now as well. Only got a couple of episodes in the tank at the minute, but we have big plans for the future. We'll do a collision course recap as well once the show is uh, in the history books. And uh, stay tuned there. We're on uh, the socials as well, so just look us up at EPW Exchange if you want to follow us online too
0: awesome no worries thank you buddy thanks to everybody for tuning in uh, to this quick epw collision course uh, preview remember it's this weekend april 17 at the gate one theater at the showgrounds in perth western australia and until then until you've seen it and until you've checked out all of epw's stuff it's all about peace love and pro wrestling peace out adam thank you so much for having me on buddy no worries anytime my man peace Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Faces and Feels. Check us out on social media at FacesFeelsCast on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast on Twitter, or send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. Until then, peace out.